What's up? It's your boy Los LOS, and I am here with John Vergara. Did I say that right? Did I say that correctly? Vergara. Vergara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vergara. Vergara. Yeah. There okay. you go. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it that way. Vergara. Okay. So, John, I'm in a room filled with radios and artwork. <laughs> yeah. Where does your passion come from that you collected so many radio boomboxes? Let me get that right, right? Boomboxes, yeah. To respect, yeah. to respect the, yeah, the, yeah, arts, the culture, yeah. The culture is boomboxes, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Or the other name for boomboxes was? Yeah, they had different names, Ghetto Blasters, Jam Box, it, the list goes on and on. But the most popular ones were Boombox and Ghetto Blaster. Okay, okay. Yeah. And Okay, so what, what, what gave you the passion to collect all these? Oh man, as a kid, man, I I mean, to be honest with you, that was uh, the the PlayStation of the time, man. That was there was no other thing. This was our pretty much our entertainment, man. You know, because of music and stuff like that, it was easier and and much cooler to walk around with your music than to, you know, be at home listening to it in the house. So, you know, we got a chance to take whatever we want with us and on the road and and dance and, you know, just you know, chill and kick it. So, do you remember your first boombox? Yeah, yeah. My first boombox was a crown. It was called a crown. It was actually gold. Uh, they don't make it. I haven't seen one yet. But, yeah, that was my first boombox. And I think my mother bought that one for me at the flea market in uh, just west of Humble Park, right on Division Street. I think she paid like 50 bucks for it. The, the flea market <laughs> by uh, Division by yeah. Omo Cicero? Yeah, over there. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, the, that's where, yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. mostly all the people from the community got their boomboxes from there. Or clothes. Yeah, or, pretty or, much. Or anything else everything, in that place. Everything came from the flea market. That place yep. is still around, too. It is. It actually is. Yeah, it yep, sure is. That's awesome. So yeah. how many boomboxes have you collected throughout the years? Hundreds. I have hundreds. Um, I've been collecting them. So this actually started. So I've always, growing up, had a boombox. Even through the 90s and through the 2000s, you know, I always had a, I, I loved the fact that I could carry a boombox around. And I just thought it was cool. Um, but um, I've been buying boomboxes um, since I was, since I was a, a kid. But this uh, became something totally different. This was uh, actually supposed to be an art show for an organization that I was working for. Um, where we were working with non, uh, we were working with, um, we're doing violence prevention work okay. and I was doing an art program with kids and we were doing, uh, I started collecting, uh, boom boxes cause we wanted to use these as like back, backdrops and, and like, you know, props for mm -hmm. like an art show with the kids. Mm -hmm. You know, I was teaching them how to do, uh, paint art and stuff like that. And we were doing a hip hop kind of, um, uh, inspired, uh, art show with the kids. And um, I started collecting one or two, and then it just turned into like something totally different. And this has been for the past five years where, you know, just like people were donating boomboxes that they had to me for the art show. And it, they just kept coming in. And I, would, I was getting five or six to almost ten a, a week, like random people. So they were just, they were they just, were just giving them to you? Sending like, them to me, mailing them to me. And it, didn't, and it didn't stop. So right, then, it turned, right. then, I turned, then I understood the value Later on, as, as a couple of years later, maybe about five, six years ago, the value of some of these radios, and I don't even think some of these people understood what they had. They were just sending me these radios as donations for the art show. And um, I'm, I'm no longer with the, uh, with the organization or working with the youth in that, in that field, but uh, it went on for a couple of years where I was just getting boom boxes. I would come home to be boxes in my hallway, and I'm like, oh my God, it won't stop. Uh -huh. And I'm glad it didn't because now it's you know one of those things where as a kid, some of these radios I remember having, and I never had a chance to get them because they were too expensive, or my fam my parents couldn't afford them. And um, it just brings back a lot of memories. So, how much was a boombox back then? 
Oh, uh, you had you had smaller stuff, twenty, thirty bucks, but then you had stuff that was in the couple of hundreds, you know, three or four hundred dollars, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they 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 ranged in different prices. Now they're some of them are priceless. So what's the official number of boom boxes you have? I have hundreds. I, I don't want to mention hundreds? the actual number, but I got hundreds. Oh, because I was about them. to blow somebody out the water with, yeah, their, with their number they put no, out. No, no, I got hundred. I got over five, over four hundred of them. Over four hundred. Over four more than actually. I think probably. you're being modest. Uh, yeah, I'm being modest. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay, I mean, yeah, we, yeah. we won't say the number. We won't yeah, say the yeah, number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being modest. Yeah. So, you, do you think you have the most in the world? Um, from what I'm hearing, a couple of people told me that I have the mo- the most boomboxes in wow. the in the world actually, but I'm not really sure because mm-hmm. there was a couple of people that had three or four hundred, and that was a couple of years ago. I've surpassed that already, so I'm pretty much I'm I don't know where I'm at at this point to be honest with you, but people have told me, yeah, you have the largest collection wow. of boombox wow. radios, and are you still getting them? Are they still coming um, in? Or are you there still- had it was strange because a couple of weeks ago I did receive one, and okay. I was like, oh god, and it had no address on it. It was just my address. It didn't have a return address, and I was like, I didn't even know where it came from. So just it gift. just randomly so- popped up in my hallway, and then I was like, oh my god, there's another boombox here, but. The majority of these, I've, the majority of these, I've actually opened them up just to make sure that there was nothing inside of them that you know can harm me or the family and stuff like that because I'm paranoid like that at times. Well, you should be because something just, something just <laughs> yeah, shows yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, So it just showed be. up, but I opened them up. I did. I have found money and other objects inside of radios okay. that I've opened up, and it was pretty interesting. Okay. Like, wow, somebody actually used this. Okay, for so that. now I gotta ask you. See that? <laughs> this is where I said earlier. I'm gonna stop you. I'm gonna stop yeah, you at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, okay, so you say you found money. Yeah, I found money. I what found, else like, have you also have you found inside uh, the boombox? In one of them, I actually found drugs. Like what kind of drugs? Cocaine, and I actually uh, I dumped it. The the white snow. Yeah, white snow. it was okay. inside. It wasn't a lot, but it was like wow, somebody actually had some some coke inside. This Someone thought that you were like the yeah, it a was little weird. treat. Yeah, so I was like, oh okay, so I tossed it out. I, yeah, straight garbage. Yeah, I thought I'm not on you know use drugs. But so. thanks for the thanks for the yeah. boombox. <laughs> thanks for the boombox. I did find one that was a. Uh, 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 fifty dollars in it. One was one had about three or four bucks in it, and I just like, how did they even get this in here? And I don't understand how. I gotta works. ask you, why are you getting so much love? That's love. People that is are just weird. sending you stuff. Yeah, I mean, well, the the reason was is that there was when I was doing the art the art program with the youth, it was really about violence prevention, and people really really cared about that because we were, I was dealing with the kids that were active on the streets, mm-hmm. whether they were boys or girls, and. Um, some of them were gang involved. Some of them were in and out of, of uh, they were, you know, incarceration and stuff like that. So people really thought that that was a really good thing that I was doing, was working with that violence prevention program. And um, I'm doing the art shows with them and then doing painting murals around the country. But mainly, you know, with the youth, I would pay them, you know, to just come out and paint a mural with me. Oh, awesome. And um, it was a way to keep them engaged and keep them out of trouble. And people really loved that. And the fact that I was doing, I needed a couple of boom boxes. I just put it out there once or twice. And next thing you know, it turned into this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's been a ride, man. It's it's strange. But I don't know what I'm going to do with all these eventually. But <laughs> I most likely, well, I'll figure it out. Yeah. So you think one day you'll, you'll, be, you'll be selling these? Uh, probably not. They'll probably go, they, it, it really depends. You know, mm-hmm. everybody... The first thing I thought of, I might give it, you know, my, this collection to my son, you know, because, you know, that would be good. But, you know, if the, if the price is right, you know, you know, ain't no telling, man. But, you know, right now there it's a it's a it's a it's a love that I have for them. So I'm not I'm not looking to sell them right now at all. Well, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So what is your rarest boombox that you have? 
Uh, I have a couple of them, uh, a, a bunch of them. A lot, a lot of these boomboxes are pretty rare. Um, um, there's a, uh, there's, there's Vinix. It's a strange boombox. A lot of, see, different cultures and different countries had these different style boomboxes. They came, even Russia had their own version of boomboxes. Um, uh, China had them, um, Japan, Korea, uh, Germany. Germany has some really cool stuff too. Um, you have the Grundig boombox and you have Canyons and, uh, the Vinix is a really small boombox, but it's a unique one. Um, and there's just so many different versions of like what's unique you know they're all unique but uh there's a green one i have here that's uh it's a really rare uh unit it's mm -hmm. uh you don't find that you mind if i grab it and bring it into the camera yeah no feel free i'll grab it okay, okay grab awesome. it. yeah no, absolutely he doesn't want me touching it's a small boom box um it actually um um this fell out i'm sorry no it's okay so this, this is the boom box? Yeah. Let me show the camera. So that little guy there mm -hmm. um, is, is extremely rare. That's uh, It was actually, I heard a lot of stories, different stories about what it was made for and why, but one of the stories was that it was actually made as a piece, uh, as an advertisement piece that they didn't sell them, supposedly. I'm not really sure if that's the truth, uh, but these, were, these weren't made here in this country. That's not a, I think it was made in Germany. Somewhere in Germany, although I'm, I'm not sure where, but... Um, they didn't sell them here in the mm -hmm. United States, so that's a very rare unit, especially in that color. Um, they're a small one, but it's just really cool. It doesn't pick up American stations, so it's only cassette. You can only use the cassette. Really? Yeah, yeah. So it's <laughs> okay. a very uh, unique piece, but it's super dope. You know, it's just like one of my favorite little uh, reminds me of candy for some reason. So what would a piece like that go for? Oh, they could go in the hundreds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in the mid hundreds or whatever. For I've seen them on eBay. Everybody uses eBay as an example, but mm -hmm. you can put any price on eBay stuff, you know. So, but I've seen people sell them for five, six hundred, eight hundred dollars. Oh wow! A oh, piece, wow. yeah. Oh, so wow. for the little bitty ones. So that is one of your rarest. What What is one mm -hmm. of your oldest? Oh man, I have some in here that are really unique. Uh, there's a, a uh, I think that one there is a Montgomery Ward. Mm -hmm. That one's a cassette radio, and it's got uh, the eight track player. So M Montgomery Ward made radio. Yeah, they, everybody had their their hand in the boombox thing when the boom. I mean, you have everything. Siemens had their their thing. You had Electro Brand. You had Sanyo, Sharp, Toshiba, Kenwood. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody, you know, at that time was in the boombox thing. You know, I think earlier off camera you said even J C Penney had a J C Penney. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Montgomery Ward, J C Penney, Time Magazine had one. Time Magazine had yeah, radio. Yeah, time. I don't have that little. It's a little one. It was a, a little transistor radio, but it was still cool. You know. Okay. Uh, but um, yeah, everybody's had. There's there's not a company out here that did not make a boombox at one time. That's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. Yep. So, does the boombox ever get in your way when, you know, you have so many? Do you have to, like, move them out? Absolutely. Display them sometimes? They're always know? in my way, man. They're, they're, <laughs> a, they're a pain in the ass, but they're, I love them, man. That's uh, just part of my life, man. It's kind of like, man, my, you know, my son, this was uh, my son, you know, my son is now in the Marine Corps. So, uh, now these are my, like, my children right here. I can take care of them. I make sure they're cleaned and serviced and they got humidifiers in, in the room and stuff like that to keep them preserved and stuff like okay. that. Okay, so John, yeah. oh Johnny, is it okay? Yeah, yeah, Johnny. Johnny. Mm -hmm. So Johnny, let's talk about that. Let's talk yeah. about you. Let's talk about yeah. you a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you say you have a son. How many kids do you have? Are you married? I have one, I have one son. Uh -huh. Mm -hmm. Uh -huh. Yeah, I have a son. He's 23. He's uh, he's in the Marine Corps. He's in Japan. He's based in Okinawa. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One son and and and, yeah. the, and the wife? Uh -huh. Yeah, my wife is okay. here. She's, you know, she's into, uh, she's uh, a counselor. A counselor? Uh, yeah, she does counseling. Like school like counseling? Uh, substance abuse. Okay. Yeah, and she uh, she deals with a tough population. So we yeah. both have done 
we, you know, we know what it's like to deal with that population. I, yeah, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so right. where did you grow up, John? I, I born and raised in Humble Park. Humble Park. Yeah, born and raised. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Around what streets? I was born and raised on the intersection of Evergreen in between Holman and St. Louis. Okay. Uh, and um, but my stomping grounds was really on the west side on um, Division and Ridgeway, Division and Hamlin. Okay. And Division and Maplewood, like the Division Street area. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, you said Humble Park area. So high school was Clemente. Yeah, I went to both. I went to Orr for for a little while, Rising Orr on Pulaski in Chicago. That didn't last very long. I was not uh, welcomed by the some of the kids there, mm-hmm. you know. And then um, I had to eventually transfer over to Clemente High School, where things um, I was more comfortable there. But things got you know much worse for me as a as a teenager. So yeah. you say much worse. These are these are the parts I say. Are you stopping? Yeah, there. I want yeah. To go a little further no, for that. sure. No, yeah. for sure. No, the the gang culture. The, you know, Humble Park was really, um, um, just and the gang culture was engraved in that neighborhood for for decades. And um, you know, I had the unfortunate you know uh, upbringing in, in that whole lifestyle, whether when the gang culture and the drug culture and stuff like that. And um, um, it was always a challenge just coming, leaving school, going to school, wondering if I'm going to get jumped after school and, or if I'm going to wind up jumping somebody or, you know, it was just, it was a back and forth thing. So it was more, you know, what do I do? Do I stay in school and chance it or I just drop out and just, you know, continue running around with the, with the guys on the streets. No, and eventually I, I dropped you. out. Yeah. yeah. I feel you. I used to live yeah. on uh, California Cortez. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So I know it was like just going to school, those three little blocks that you're going, yeah. like, okay, what direction you go to? Yep. Because you might go in the wrong direction that day. You might yeah. bump into one gang or a different mm-hmm. gang that might not like you or not, yep. not know who you are. And you had these imaginary borders that we all put up in our minds of communities and stuff like that. We can't cross the street or we can't go on the oh, side. Oh, definitely. You know, and it's like, when, even when we, when I first, my first, when I first got my first car, it was a Delta 88, a 79 Delta 88. Come on. I remember driving that around and I remember a friend of mine was like, don't go this way, go down Palmer and then come down Central Park and then come up North Avenue. And it was just this whole, you had to like zigzag your way through areas because mm-hmm. that's just the way it was. You couldn't get caught at a stop sign in a certain even area. in the car you might get rammed oh yeah back in the day it was it oh was, yeah dude the, the thing was we had rammers everybody, everybody had a rammer, had a rammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah everybody whether it was a, yeah. whether it, and the delta 88 was a, a solid ride man uh-huh. and that was a you know i've, I've put a couple of people in, into, a, into, <laughs> no. into, into the wall man some with that thing man because i had no choice you know uh-huh. but sometimes was you just, just don't back then yeah. yeah it was just that's the way it was man and it was an unfortunate time but you know it's nothing's nothing's really I mean, the neighborhood has changed, mm-hmm. you know, but that that culture is still alive and mm-hmm. you know kicking. So, so your 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 family comes from from what we were talking about earlier off camera. Your family comes from a rich background of Puerto Rican culture. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, my family came here. Uh, I'm I'm not sure exactly the year. Uh, either, either the early '50s or the late '40s. It might be the early '50s. My family migrated here. My mother. Uh, has f- uh, f- 14 or 15 brothers and sisters, and uh, they had it was a massive family. My father had you know a number of brothers and sisters. I think about four or five or six or something like that. So we had a giant family. Mm-hmm. Our family get-togethers were real family get-togethers, and uh, you know how that in a Puerto Rican family in the 70s and 80s family get-togethers always turned out some other way eventually. So pretty much, but yeah, it was for the most part it was fun. It was it was a. Uh, it was a, a lot of fun, you know, as a, as a kid, you know, but, you know, um, I always gravitated, gravitated toward the arts regardless. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So were your family ever involved in, in the, 
uprisings or, or yeah. things in the past, in the 70s, 60s, yeah. 50s that happened here in, in Chicago? Yeah, now in, in 1966, this is before I was born, my uncle, our studies crews, and my father's brother, uh, he was shot by a police officer in uh, right off of Damon. I think it was in the Division of Damon area mm -hmm. or Armitage and Damon area. I'm not sure exactly where the riot started, but he was shot uh, supposedly accidentally by, by a police officer. Um, and um, he, wa he wasn't killed, but it started, it, it started the first riot um, when he was shot by that officer. And uh, that was in 1966. And um, I don't know much about the riot because I wasn't there, uh, but I heard it was pretty ugly. So in, And then also in the 1977, the... The gang culture was, you know, had a had a uprising against the police there in 1977. Mm. So it was it was a couple of riots that happened in that in that um during those two decades that my family was involved in. So yeah. awesome, awesome. So you have some you have some roots in somewhat negative stuff, but you yeah, also have is. roots. If we go back into our interview, yeah. some real good roots on positive stuff that yeah, you did for the community. Yeah. Uh, have you done anything else in the community right now or, or presently doing in the community or anywhere in the world? Because I'm pretty sure yeah. from what we talked about, you, you've done things in a lot of places. I must say a lot in yeah. a, all over the world. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have. I've, I've, uh, I've, I've done, I've worked with artists from all over the country and in different countries. I mean, all over this country and in different countries. I've, um, oh man, yeah, I've, as, as a muralist. Uh, full-time muralist and artist uh, you you meet a lot of people mm -hmm. uh, so I have met a ton of people and I've had the privilege of of working with some of the most like well-known muralists in the world you know John artists like John Pittman Weber mm -hmm. um, Robert Valadez and I briefly worked uh, with um, Hector Duarte he's a Mexican artist here in Chicago in the Pilsen community and I've, I've, I've had the privilege to work with some of these artists and you know, as an, as grown up as an artist and a muralist, you, these are the people you wish you can work with. Mm -hmm. You know, you, a lot of people that I know have read books on them and and said, "Oh my God, you're working with John Weber," and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm working with that's my home. We, we've I've I've helped restore. He's trusted me to restore some of mm -hmm. his stuff. You know, and mm -hmm. it's just a blessing and an honor to kind of work with like the Michael Jordan of murals. You know, who, who awesome. gets a chance to do that? Not many people. That's awesome. So, um, you know, that's you know, doing that, you learn a lot. Mm -hmm. You learn a lot as and and you learn a lot of skills as well. Yeah. So so if people wanted to go see one of your murals, where can they see them? You can see them on Instagram, on Facebook, but most importantly, you can see them in person in the communities. You can see them all throughout Chicago. Um, a lot of them in Humble Park. A lot of the murals were indoor murals, mm -hmm. uh, as well as um, outdoor murals. So they're kind of like all over Chicago and, and different cities and stuff like that. So yeah. I want to tell the viewers exactly where to find them so if they're in the humble park area yeah what streets cross streets that you did, if you can remember your mirrors are at yeah so actually one of the more so sometimes a mural doesn't have to be the most beautiful mural it's it's the it's actually what it means is what's important mm -hmm. and a lot of people tend to say oh that mural is not that you know it's not but it's 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 actually the story behind the mural itself. So there was one that I had done um, in 20, 2009 or 2010. It was actually a mural of this design I created. Um, um, it was called the Paseo Boricua flag, okay. the Humble Park flag. Mm -hmm. Not the steel flags that cross the street, it's the actual town flag, which mm -hmm. it became the town flag. It wasn't, that wasn't the intention at first. And uh, it's right on the intersection of Campbell and Division Street. 
Mm -hmm. uh, you can't miss it. It's uh, across the street from one of the more more famous murals by a friend of mine, Gamaliel Ramirez, which is the Sea of Flags directly across the street from it. Okay. And I'll get into about the Legends mural about the Gamaliel part after this. And um, I got a chance to design this flag, and that flag was actually what we did it we did it old school. We just went door to door and asked everybody for paint. The Puerto Rican Cultural Center donated some paint. And um, we just painted with the kids in the neighborhood, just painted just, these were active guys. Mm -hmm. We just painted the mural, this mural of this design on it, and I put this bio on there. And people really, really, you know, they took to the design. They loved the, the idea of the design. And eventually, just long story short, it just became a flag. And it became the 79th uh, flag inside the United States, honorary flag. So the actual title of the flag is 79th. That's the name of the flag. Okay. It actually has a name. Um, even though it's the Paseo Uricua flag, mm -hmm. it's actually got a name of the title of 79th. Yes, I, I didn't know that was a... Yeah. I didn't know that was a the Chicago... The Chicago Park flag. Puerto Rican town flag, I yeah. thought it was from Puerto Rico. No. I thought no. it was the actual flag of Puerto Rico. Now yeah. I know. Now I want to get a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure, man. <laughs> yeah. And um, that flag became really, really popular. Uh -huh. And um, it uh, the, the community embraced it. 100 percent mm -hmm. they really did and it, what the the beautiful thing about that flag is that it doesn't represent the puerto rican people only it, re, it, re, it represents a community whether it's black white brown it doesn't matter the color mm -hmm. you know that doesn't matter the gender it doesn't matter it's just it represents the people that's mm -hmm. what it does and that's what's what's been it's been embraced by everybody so yeah. john john you're a full-time artist yep full-time artist this yes. is what you do and the that's only it. thing that you do yep where do you see yourself in the next five years? Just continuing to be an artist. I don't have no no plan. I'm just, you know, artists never retire. Mm -hmm. That's the, the 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 crazy thing about it. It could be a curse and it could be a blessing if you retire. Uh, yeah, I'm going to paint until the day I can't. Okay. You know, whether if, I'm... If you can move your arms, you're still doing it. If they're gone, I'll use my feet. You Come know, on, if, somebody. If they're gone, I'll use uh, my whatever. Right. You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> so he it, said whatever. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I get creative. Right? The more, the more uh, rare and strange, the better, I guess. But no, man, I'm just, I'm just an artist, man. That's what I do, man. And, and I'm just focusing more now on. I'm gonna actually be retiring from murals um, in the next two months. I'm no longer gonna be painting murals. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm focusing more on my own work and more art events and shows and gallery showings. Okay. I'm going back to that uh, because I miss it. I miss mm -hmm. the uh, networking with people and getting to meet people and people coming to your show and appreciating your work instead of instead of having to do a commission piece and mm -hmm. take months or weeks, you know, just to create this piece. And you're doing something beautiful for them, but then you go home, you're not satisfied, you know. It's like, man, I got to do something beautiful for me. So I'm, I'm going back to the basics, going mm -hmm. back to the to the grind of, of um, art shows. Okay. Yeah. That, that's, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So you, get, you have something right behind me up here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you made, of, of course you made that one as well. Yeah, that's actually my son. Um, I painted him. Uh, he actually enjoyed uh, Louis Vuitton, the design, but it just came out like that. It, I had a red canvas that I painted red, and I didn't know what to do with it. And I took a photograph of him, and um, we thought it was dope. And that was actually the first painting I did uh, with anybody with a boombox. Okay. And um, that's going to be part of that show coming, mm -hmm. coming up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll talk Absolutely. about that short in a minute. Yeah. What about this one right here? That's a friend of mine. I worked with him. Uh, he worked in a, actually, he worked in a school that I was doing violence prevention, and I was doing Peace Circle with some of the students that he used to, uh, uh, he was working in the office at West Park Academy of Fine Art mm -hmm. and Technology in the west side of, uh, of Humboldt Park. It's, they call it West Humboldt Park, and that's Humboldt Park. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and um, I was doing violence prevention there, and that's where I met him, and I asked him, hey, man, can you just pose and take a shot while I... 
I want to do something dope that's kind of like a mixture of, of you know, the, the African-American, but I really wanted to focus on the boombox as well and then somehow bring in Tribe Called Quest, and that's how that painting came. Come on, so Yeah. So, yeah. so getting a boombox at an early age, what kind of music were you blasting on oh, that Oh, bro, it was house music, man. It was house music all night long. All night long, bro. It was house music. That's <laughs> okay. all I grew up. See, Chicago had its own thing, man. Mm -hmm. You know, of course, it was hip-hop. There was salsa. There was other stuff. But Chicago's, you know, it was about house music, man. Okay. It, it was a totally different vibe. You know, West Coast had their thing and East Coast had their thing, but mm -hmm. Chicago was a whole other vibe. So your thing was house music? It was definitely house music. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I promoted house music for yeah, a long time. it was definitely house music. And it was actually before house music. It was actually disco and funk. Uh, when so WBMX true. started in yes. 80 or 81, it, yeah. was, it wasn't house music. It was mm -hmm. disco funk. Yes. And, you know, you had, you know, Farley Jackmaster Funk mm -hmm. and you had, you know, Kenny Jam and Jason and, and all these different DJs that were just coming out there and Mario Smoking D, I think Mario Smoking Diaz. You had the Hot Mix 5. Yeah, you know, all these yeah. dope, you know, just DJs, bro. They were just mm -hmm. amazing. But, mm -hmm. you know, I, my favorite, one of my favorite DJs has always been, you know, Farley. Funkin' Keith and or, Farley. Yeah, yeah, Farley. he was dope, Farley. man. Farley. Farley. Uh -huh. But I remember, you know, Kenny Jam and Jason, just the disco kind of like the funk mixing was just amazing, man. And then it turned into, you know, house music. Mm -hmm. You know, after that, if I'm not mistaken, that's when the the warehouse, the nightclub, oh, wow. opened up, yeah, and that's yeah, where yeah. that's where it became house music because yeah, it was yeah. from the warehouse. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. I'd never been to the warehouse. Yeah, I went there one time. I went. I wasn't supposed to go, but I went. I've been to outside of the warehouse. Oh, oh no! I, I never went, been I went in. The warehouse I went in. I damn near didn't make it out, but I went in. I was not supposed to go there, man. But they warned me. But yeah, that was a. I remember that for the rest of my life. But anyway. Awesome. That's yeah. all, that, that's awesome. Uh, I forgot what other question I had. No, I want to go back to you were going to talk about a little bit about Daniel. You mentioned some person down here. Gamaliel. Yes, Gamaliel. Yeah, so the, the Legends mural, I can't remember the, the exact address, but it's on the intersection of Pearson, uh, oh, Pearson, St. Louis. Mm -hmm. So I had the pleasure of meeting Edme, Edme Capas, who is the owner of the building, and her family, her daughter, and her son that also live in the building, uh, through um, Gamaliel, who's an artist and muralist. And... He was one of my mentors growing up as, because this guy's been in the mural field since the late 60s. Okay. Uh, and he's one of the most well-known Puerto Rican artists here in Chicago. He was Jersey, not born in New Jersey, but he was raised, you know, he did his thing here. He was born here. I mean, raised here. So long story short, he had this idea, concept of uh, doing a memorial kind of mural for Julia de Burgos, um, David Hernandez, which was a poet, a very uh, famous Puerto Rican poet. And um, Salima Rivera, which was another uh, poet, and he, it was a small. It was supposed to be a small mural on the on the corner of the building, and um, he really wanted to put that mural up, but he wound up getting sick. So he he decided to make a trip to Puerto Rico, uh, which he went at a time where it was, it was one of the worst times to go during the Hurricane Maria mm -hmm. uh, thing, and he got stuck there, and he was going through cancer treatments, and he didn't oh. make it. So, uh, unfortunately, he didn't make it. So, uh, I, I spoke with the owner of the building. I said, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Like, you know, I was supposed to help out and do this mural. And, and I said, you know what? I'm, if Let's just do it. Let's just do it. But I'm going to do a different design, but I'm going to honor him as well. So, you know, one of the things that I've always, I've always struggled with, with with art and murals is you don't see a lot of uh, honoring the people that were here before you. Come on. You know, so especially in the arts, uh, whether it's poetry, the performing arts, the visual arts, and 
being an artist and being him, him being a mentor to me, it was just a no-brainer for me to add him into this memorial, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. it was it was one of those things to see, you know, he's got to be part of this. So we wound up, I wound up uh, with some of the kids from the, the organization that I was working with, the Violence Prevention Program, I, we created, which is now the, called the Legends Mural in Humble Park. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of offbeat. It's not on Main Street. It's in the in the community. Right. So on the intersection of Pierce and St. Louis. So if you ever get a chance, go check it out. Definitely. It'll be, it'll be right you can't yeah. miss it. No, it'll be right here, right, right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that mural's massive. So yeah, that was a. Uh, we had a whole unveiling of the mural, and the community came. We did a whole block party thing. It was just a, such a good vibe, man. Mm-hmm. Such a good vibe, and it became one of the more popular murals here, uh, Puerto Rican murals in Chicago. Awesome. So John, what do you got coming up? What What's coming up for you? What you have an event coming up? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I have an event. It's not the only one. I have multiple, but this is the one that's finalized. Is the uh, the Sound Barriers uh, art show, which is a uh, show uh, showing some of my paintings and the photography of just people from different cultures and backgrounds uh, with boombox radios. Um, and um, and uh, there's going to be a small display of some of the radios as well, but the, the actual show is focusing around the art. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. When's that? Uh, that's, oh, I'm sorry, that's uh, June, uh, July 29th. What's the address to that place? Um, the address... I can't remember off the top of my the head. The address would be right down here. Yeah, I, I, I right down here. We're gonna we're gonna post this. It'll be right down here. Yeah. Uh, so you'll see uh, you'll see his flyer, and you're gonna see you see all the information. Yeah. It's gonna be yeah. right there. Where can people contact you? Uh, they can contact me through my phone, email, Instagram, or or Facebook Messenger. So what? So they're looking for you. Yeah, looking... you can find me on Instagram at John the Artist 1973. Yeah, or you can find me on Inst- on, uh, on Facebook at John John Vergara. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, John Vergara. Yeah. You, sir, have flavor. Oh well, thank you very much, man. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Thank you for yeah. invi- thank you for letting us in and uh, checking out all these all these beautiful things. Uh, cool. The boom boxes and the paintings. Uh, right now, you can do a little segment with uh, with JJ. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, cool, man. Appreciate it, man. You got it. Thanks. Hey John, what's happening? Thank you for having us again. It's a pleasure, man. Absolutely, man. This boombox looks great. All right, cool, man. This painting here, can you tell us what inspired this painting right here? This was actually um, during the beginning of my uh, search for like these mm-hmm. these people with boomboxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was some. Uh, People that I had um, Facebook friends with, okay, and I reached out to her and um, uh, I asked because she was. I wanted features, different features. I wanted more the Afrocentric. I wanted the Afro Latina look, and I wanted, I wanted the different vibes, different look, different people. Um, and um, she was just kind of like right, exactly what I was looking for. Okay. So the the painting was actually I was it, it was actually a test painting. It was all spray test. painted. I was testing colors on it. Okay. And um, I just had it sitting there, the, the the background. It was just on the canvas. And then I said, I would love to get a picture of, of you. I like, well, her uh, with a boombox. So mm-hmm. I went over there, I asked her if I could take a photo shoot with her. And it just took off from there. And I took it right by the, the back of her house by the garage. I mean, I love the way yeah. you captured that moment. I mean, you could definitely uh, see it there. Let me ask you something. What type yeah. of paint do you use? I'm seeing uh, different 
different types yeah. of texture here. What yeah, this use? is all different. This is all air, this is all spray paint and, and acrylic paints. Okay, so you use a combination. Of yeah, those. definitely a mixed medium. Mm -hmm. So how long does this take? I mean, you know, from 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 an idea to like the finished product, how does that work? It, it, it depends on the actual piece. This was mm -hmm. uh, a lot quicker because the background was already there. It was, a, it was a test piece that I was just messing around with spray paint. Mm -hmm. But um, I mean, they could take a day, they could take two days. Some of them take months. Okay. So it really depends on what you're doing uh, as far as like detail. This one took me, you know, a couple of days to get it done. There's a drying process mm -hmm. as well. Um, and I wanted to make sure that before I put the varnish on there, that that was, was gonna dry up. So let me, let me ask you a question. Um, so if we have people out there that wants to see a lot of your, your artwork, yeah. and so where could they go uh, and, and see more of your incredible work? Yeah, absolutely. You can find me on Instagram, at John the Artist 1973, okay. and on Facebook as well. Now you kind of mentioned you're gonna have like some sort of exhibit coming. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm having an art show uh, this uh, July, Saturday, the 29th. It's going to be on the 29th. You, you're going to see beautiful, beautiful pieces like this. Do you have an idea of how many pieces you're going to bring out? Um, it depends. It depends on how many I get done and what I think is and how many you can fit show. inside the car, right? Well, yeah, I got to rent. So this is a whole. Pro that's another process yeah, is getting yeah, everything okay. there. Uh, so it's only for one night the show. Okay. So it's a, it's a, it's a put everything up, uh, get everybody there. Uh, and then, you know, take everything down and take it out. So it's a whole process. Yeah. All right. Hey guys, listen, on the 29th, mm -hmm. John July. is going to, July, mm -hmm. that's the end of this month. He's going to sh showcase his artwork, all right? It's only going to be for one night. 6 to 10 p.m. And it's going to be paintings, photography, and a small setup of boom boxes, but mainly the artwork. All right, so go out there. Let's support this man. This man is Chicago's very own. He's coming from the shy. He is the shy. I mean, if you ask me, I mean, the man, he does it all. I mean, he's a he's an artist, you know, and, and, and all his art has a story, a history behind. And, and you're definitely gonna see more of what we're talking about here, but support your local artists and uh, show the love. We're out. Wow, now this painting here, it's something else. I mean, it just, I walked in, it just captured me. Can you tell me a little something about this painting and what this is all about here? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Everywhere I go, I usually take a boombox with me. Uh, just in case I say, I'm gonna take this boombox with me just in case I see somebody interesting. Right. I'll have them take a shot and I'll ask them if they wanna be in the art show. Okay. And um, this gentleman, Sam, uh, was uh, walking down Division Street and again, I was looking, I, I'm always looking for features and a certain look. And um, I just thought it was dope. He had a handkerchief around his neck and it I was like kind of cool, man. He I just like had that look. He was an older gentleman. I said, man, would you be interested in taking a shot? And he was like, yeah, man, he grabbed the radio. <laughs> and I got the original <laughs> shot and he grabbed the radio uh -huh. and he held it in the middle of the street. He stood in the street actually. Really? And like, just bring the boombox forward. And it was a really cool shot. So I involved him in the shot and, um, Again, this is one of those pieces that I didn't really have. The background was already done. Okay. I just didn't know what to do with it. And then this happened. So I just thought it was a really unique piece and it's very uh, loosely painted. I painted this in a couple of hours and I really didn't uh, 
have a plan with it and everything. There's not a lot of detail, but you can still see what it is, right, you know? Right. So I really wanted it to be very loosely painted and just something creative, yeah. Wow, yeah. interesting. So you walk around with a boom box. Every day. And you approach people. Every day. Have you gotten any crazy like reaction off of it? Do they look at you crazy like what? No, not really. I've never had nobody ask me. I've had people tell me, no, no thanks, I'm good. And I'm like, okay, cool. I never had nothing crazy happen. Uh, uh, I've, I've, had, I've actually had nothing but good vibes about it. That is so yeah. awesome. Absolutely. Man. So this man, his name was Sam, which yeah. is great. So Absolutely, because all the artists, are getting, everybody I've, I've taken a photograph or painted will be at the art show. Really? So you'll be able to meet the actual models, the people that took photographs. Yeah, so it's really cool. You guys will meet Sam. I forgot the name of the other Ivana, lady. you're gonna meet Ivana. Jason. You're gonna Jason. meet, you know, hopefully, I wish my son would have been here. He's he's in that, but he's in, he's overseas right now. And um, you're gonna meet a bunch of the, the people. All right, so you said um, these people, you're able to see not only your, your art, but you're able to meet these people. Where is it they could see all this and meet these people at? Yeah, yeah, so my art show's coming up Saturday, July 29th. Okay, that's this month. That's this month at 1750 North California at So Exclusive 57. Okay. So it's gonna be from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. one night only. Did you hear that, guys? One night only. This guy here is gonna exhibit his art for one night. What was the address again? 1750 North California. So exclusive, 57. Okay, for four hours. John, let me ask you something. Are any of these paintings for sale? Everything's for sale. Everything has a price. Okay, okay. So, if you guys want some authentic art pieces like this from a man, from the shy, you know, he embeddles everything from Chicago. John's gonna be there. Go over there, say hello, support our local artists, man. Show them some love. Come on man. by, drink up the wine and have, you know, and. Come on, free wine, man. Come on, you guys gotta go. Fine, rewind. Right. You gotta pay for the water, but it's free wine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we out. Now this piece right here, we just seen two pieces, two Beautiful pieces. Now this has a lot going on. Can you tell us what's going on here? Yeah, yeah, so this is another one of my uh, adventures with the boombox. I uh, I just so happened to have this boombox with me that day and I asked a friend of mine, who his name is Jason, he will hopefully be there at the show. Uh, I said, man, I got a boombox with me, man. Would you wanna be a part of the show? He's like, absolutely, man. So we met up at a, at a site where there was a mural painted on a wall, and this wall is painted by, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, he was part of the uh, process, but uh, by uh, artist uh, Robert Valadez from the mm -hmm. uh, Pilsen community. Okay. And uh, this, this mural's out there, but it's a much bigger mural. And I asked him, hey, can you just stand in front of this, the Aztec calendar with the boom box, you know? And he just did it, and it came out just like that. I just, the only thing I, I adjusted was the inside. I, I designed, uh, I wanted the, the skull, Dia de los Muertos. I, mm -hmm. I wanted that on there. I thought that, so I created my own vision of this part. But this entire area behind him is actually a portion of the mural that he was standing in front of. So you did a painting of an actual mural. A mural with my, a friend of mine holding the boombox. It's pretty oh, cool. Yeah, it's a unique yeah, piece. This yeah. Is, this is really so. So what? Did you just take a picture and then after you take a picture, then you bring in? Yeah. Your yeah. Yeah. I just I usually just take a picture and I'll come home and I'll sketch it out on the. Uh, uh, on the canvas and then from there just go into painting. 
And uh, this one came out really cool because that's one of my favorite boom boxes. Uh, that one was actually uh, showcased with uh, Public Enemy and some of their, not oh, the actual wow. boom box, but this is yeah. the, 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 the model. Right. That was, so that's the same model yeah, that Public that Enemy. Public Enemy used to carry around in some of their concerts. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's a pretty cool piece. So this one's pretty interesting because the other two, you already had the background, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, all you needed was the individual so you could put in a background. This one, you had to paint the background, yeah. right? It was a totally different process, this yeah. one, yeah. So and this, this one probably took a lot longer. Then. This one took way longer. This took a couple of weeks to paint. This was more of the uh, a traditional painting. Yeah, this Man. was from scratch, yeah. I love it. I mean, yeah. and he embodies the whole boom box, right? I mean, yeah. wait a minute, I just noticed this. There's something right here. What does that say? Oh yeah, so that's a little bit of a little bit of the the graph, you know, that I added in La Villita, since he's from that community, from the little village. Little village. Yeah. So if you guys notice, check this out. I mean, he he threw a little. What, what do you call that? A tag. Yeah, or? it's a little graph, little tag. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of camouflaged into his clothing. Yeah. You know, I love it. I mean, I thought it was like a, a shadow or yeah. something. Then I took a look and I'm like, man, that is really, really dope. He's a good friend of mine. He's actually a really good brother and artist himself. And he's also into the violence prevention uh, field. So we both, we come from that and, and we, that? Uh, we understand one another. And I, I enjoy cross culture. Yeah. you know, communication and networking. And I'm not about just one community, one people. Right, right. I, I, I mix and match with no, everybody. No, no, it's about that, yeah. you know. No, you definitely got to network, work with other people. And this is a, a perfect example of one artist working with another one, one artist supporting the other one. So I want you guys to go support my man, John, one more time. Where's this going to be exhibited at? It's going to be the Saturday, July 29th at So Exclusive 57 on 1750 North California Avenue. Four hours only, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. And free wine, but you got to pay for free the Free wine, you got to pay for the water. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's fountain water, yeah. so hey, it's tap, so it is. All right, it's. so now this one here, um, this is nice. I actually like the little, this is more like a modern type of like hip Louis Vuitton. I'm seeing Louis, I love the radio. Now this is a, nope, sorry about that. You don't call it a radio. What do you call it? It's a boom box or a ghetto blaster. Ghetto blaster, boom box, man. Put some respect on the name, all right? Absolutely. This is beautiful. Can you tell us who this individual is and uh, Tell me a little bit more about this painting right here. Yeah, so this painting, I had a, this is one of those paintings that I just had a red canvas, I painted it red, I didn't know what to do with it. So I was painting the Louis Vuitton logo on there and kind of sort of just asked my son, hey, you want to take a photograph and... Wait, 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 that's your son? That's my son, yeah, that's my son, yeah, look so at that, yeah. Man. I mean, look, look at how nice this, this looks, man. Yeah, so I took a photograph of him with the boombox, one of the newer models, uh, uh, a Lasonic. And lo and behold, the image came out and this was one of the, I think this is the third piece that I started painting okay. in the series. Okay. Yeah. And you said you have uh, a couple of kids or what? I just, it's just my son. Oh, just your yeah. son. Mm -hmm. All yeah. Right. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's overseas. He's in the Marine Corps. He's serving, serving right now. Yeah. He's in Okinawa. So. What a beautiful piece, man. And, and I like the way you capture his look, like his, he's looking at something, you know, he's glaring at something like, so that came out really nice. Benita Apple Bond, you gotta put me on. What do we got here, John? Uh, this is a friend of mine. Uh, uh, I, I was uh, working at a school doing some uh, violence prevention 
uh, with some of the kids. He was work. He was in, he worked in the office. And Antoine McHenry, he was a really good brother, man. And um, we always vibed every time we met. You know, we hey, what's up? You know, he was a really cool brother. Now he was. Again, he was one of my uh, one of my victims, man. He fell he fell victim, victim of my <laughs> of my boombox photos, man. So yeah, I was driving around. I had that boombox in the trunk, and I was like, man, let me just find somebody. And I said, you know what? Let me give him a call, man, and see. So he was. Uh, I think he was number four on the list mm -hmm. on my hit list, man. So he became my uh, uh, my tribe call quest inspired piece, man. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I love it. I see, yeah, I, I was going to say, you see uh -huh. the, the Tribe Called Quest theme going on here. He was a great sport. I mean, I take a look at this one and it just brings me back to the 90s, right? Yeah. Remember uh, Cross Colors? Absolutely. And we said, Where the African Beat? And everybody, you know, Mr. Winslow, remember that yep. song and whatnot? Uh, and used jeans and all that stuff <laughs> and Cross yeah, Color. Absolutely, yeah. man. So this right here, I mean, I, it looks like he was a good sport. You, just by him holding uh, yep. the boom box, you could tell like he was he was into it man definitely i love it man i love this piece man is he going to be at uh the exhibit as well yeah yeah he we uh we spoke and he said he's going to be there so you know i'm hoping that everybody that was in the series is going to be there on that they're able to make it that night beautiful beautiful john once again thank you for having us here uh displaying these beautiful art pieces all your beautiful art from the boom boxes, all these beautiful pieces. Guys, go support John. Uh, once again, he's going to have an exhibit July 29th. One more time. Yes, definitely. It's going to be at So Exclusive 57 at 1750 North California Avenue. Okay, right. for four hours only, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Right. That's right. it. That's it. It's a rat flavor. We are out.